Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Nacho Monreal, Alexis Sanchez! And Arsenal take another step down the road to redemption. William? Gorgeous. It's what he does. Chelsea's specialist comes up with the goods again. Neymar linking the play. Suarez on. Barcelona in. And a second goal. Lionel Messi. Alexander, lovely ball in Mandzukic. 1-0 Juventus. The Manchester United Champions League fate this season will be decided in Germany in two weeks' time. I'm Jake Humphrey and this is the BT Sport Champions League podcast. Last night, Manchester City were in Turin to face Juventus and Manchester United played host to PSV Eindhoven at Old Trafford. Meanwhile, Group A big boys Paris Saint-Germain and Real Madrid faced tricky away ties at Malmo and Shakhtar Donetsk. Joining me for the best BT Sport analysis were Gary Lineker, Rio Ferdinand, Paul Scholes, Michael Owen, Harry Redknapp and Owen Hargreaves. How Rooney, Jesse Lingard... Memphis, Lingard, falls here for Anthony Martial, saved by Zoot, what an opportunity that was, and it falls here for Lingard, what an opportunity, couldn't take it, and Manchester United's Champions League fate this season will be decided in Germany in two weeks time. I think we could have uh, finished in the first half, but also in the second half, uh, but uh, till the end uh, we we were not uh, uh, so good anymore. We were afraid to play uh, the ball, uh, but nevertheless, uh, we don't give uh, too much chances away. And then you know what the end is: is uh, zero zero. Well, putting brave face on things, um, they've got it all today. It's going to be tough for Manchester United now to qualify. Yeah, massively. So it's going to be it's a huge game for them. You you'd, would have liked them to have been able to go into that game relaxed, been able to put things aside, concentrate on the Premier League, but they have not been able to get that done tonight. I think they were very frustrating here tonight. I mean, Guardado was the best player on the pitch. If he's in the Man United shirt tonight, he's someone who was committing people, trying to run past. Man United is a, is a team, is a club used to having one player, two players who can commit people, create that little bit of magic in the team. And tonight there was, wasn't that, that spark that we, we were so accustomed to seeing at Old Trafford. Not been accustomed to seeing it in recent seasons, really, Paul. And uh, you, you're looking at the progress, you think, well, they're getting better, they're second in the Premier League, they're doing well in the Champions League. Then you get a result like this and it's sort of a backward step, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. We, we keep saying defensively sound and I, I think they are, but you know, the forward play just wasn't good enough tonight. You, 
You think, uh, you know, the, the chances, I don't think there was many chances created. Jesse and Martial maybe in the first half, but uh, other, than, other than that, I can't really remember the, the goalkeeper making, making a save. And, you know, you look at these teams across Europe, your Bayern Munich, your Barcelona, it's the players that are front to make the difference. You're only as good as your centre-forward. They're a million miles away from the likes of Barcelona and... Real Madrid and Paris Saint-Germain. And... I, I think they are quality-wise at the minute. Like I say, you, you have to get both things. You know, I, I think of the two midfield players, and I, I can't remember a pass, a shot on goal, anything they contributed to a team going forward. And do you know when you're expecting the last 20, 30 minutes a team to be really having a goal, really putting pressure on the team? I felt it was as if, as if PSV were the better team last 20, 30 minutes. I think they really struggled for fitness. You know, yeah, they looked a tired yeah, team. Yeah, they looked a tired team. I thought that the, the Mark, Michael spoke about it before the game. The back four and two midfielders sitting in front of him looked so far detached from the front four in the second half. It was either, is it, is it the way he wants them to play? Was it the fitness? I, I didn't know what it was. There was no fluidity in this team at all. Looking at them realistically, Mike, if you look at individuals, I mean, Manchester United are a long way short of the best teams in Europe, surely. Yeah, they are. They're, they're quite a way away at the moment. And, and one of my gripes is that a lot of people say, oh, they're great defensively, but they can't score goals. But this is football, this is a team. It's easy to be really good defensively if your midfield players don't move and your full-backs just stay in position and, and, everyone, and then all of a sudden you've just got four players to go and attack, attack their whole team. I mean, no wonder they're not conceding. It's not necessarily that the centre-half is, is playing great or the goalkeeper's playing great. They're set up to be a defensive team. You know, they're set up not to, score, uh, to concede any goals. So, but they're at Old Trafford, they're at home, they're against Well, PSG. exactly, but they should be having full-backs like we've seen for years and years that yeah. actually contribute going forward. They're brilliant defenders, but they contribute going forward. At the minute, none of their two midfield players contribute anything going forward. Their full-backs contribute yeah. nothing. Yeah. Go- they're just a defending team with a few mm. attackers with, with no help from elsewhere. That's down to the management, isn't it? Louis van Gaal has to take responsibility for that kind of approach. Yeah, right? definitely. But that's just the way he plays. His teams play that way. I mean, they haven't always you, played we're, we're, way, we're, we're used to seeing a, a midfielder, a, a Scholes or, or someone like that, running from midfield to attack and join. Guardado was doing that for, for PSV. He was the best player on the pitch. He's joining the forward. He's committing players. He's actually bringing the ball to the main United midfielders, passing it and then running beyond them. The, the main United midfielders don't do that. And you can see them the whole game. They're not a threat to you at all. So you're just saying, right, it's the front four, you go and win it for us. And if you yeah. don't win it on the day, then we're stuck. Why, why do you think Louis van Gaal's playing this way, though? Do you think he's looking at it and he's going, actually, I haven't got players of sufficient quality here to play an attacking way? Or do you think he's, he's just trying to be really cautious? Well, well one thing he has to, I keep saying it's boring, I know, but he, he has sorted the back line out, but... Attacking-wise, they just they, they don't look a threat. They don't like they don't look good enough. They don't, they don't look like they're going to go score goals. And I think maybe he set up his team to to be very good defensively because he, he knows maybe I haven't got the quality up front. Mm. He's got two young players in Martial and Memphis who are still very Ma, Martial for me. He's still got a lot to prove goal scoring wise. Mm. He, he isn't a centre forward like you two where he, he lives for goals. He's a player. Play, he likes to come outside the box. He likes to drift to the left wing. He doesn't really look bothered if he misses a chance, doesn't look bothered if he scores a goal. Whereas, you know, as a centre-forward, all you live for is scoring goals. All you want to do is score goals. He doesn't look that type of player to me. Maybe they need to go into the transfer market in January for one of them. Looking at it now, do you, do you fancy them going through? I think it's going to be very difficult. Mm. Wolfsburg's a, a tough place to go. They're a good side and I think they play quite well at Old Trafford and we're lucky to lose last half an hour. They're some really good players, I think it's... Uh, who knows, they're going to have to improve, they're going to have to be able to score goals. Uh, can they do that away from home? We'll have to wait and see. I need a positive finale. 
difficult. I think, I think, I think, I think um, Jesse Lingard is, is one bright spark in, in the team. He's the one who looks to make things happen, but okay. we need more. De Bruyne for Manchester City in towards Yaya Torre and then Ofanadinho with a great chance which he blazes over Alexander, lovely ball in Mandzukic 1-0 Juventus Fernando around the corner, De Bruyne slid across and Sterling has missed a golden chance to put Manchester City level Well I think that we missed clear chances to score at the beginning of the game we have one Fernandinho in penalty spot without nobody and well, we missed it after that uh, Sterling had another uh, very clear chances in the other way I think that we had the personality to play uh, as we play at home in, in the same way that's very important I think in Europe but uh, we couldn't have the score that, that we need so now we must wait for the last last game because the group is not finished it was a strange game. It was wide open, start to finish, really, wasn't it? It was, yeah. There was big spaces. You know, one team would attack and the other team would break down. The other team would pick it up in midfield and have space. We saw it in the run. opening goal, didn't we? Yeah. Or the only goal. Yeah. You wouldn't have expected that here tonight. You know, you thought Juve would be very, very tight and solid and keep it tight. What was your overall opinion, actually, of City at the back tonight? Because there were question well, marks after the problems. Liverpool game. They, you know, they, they, they've had injury. It's a key. I know people can say, well, everyone gets injuries, but they've had four or five key players mm. missing. And company... Is a big loss. Yeah, but they've got Otamendi, who cost them yeah, almost £30 sure, million. Yeah, sure, I know, and, without and Yeah, but when, when, we, when we've seen them play, you know, we saw changes at Tottenham, we saw changes against Liverpool at the back, and they conceded goals, you know. And the little man up front, Silva, if he plays tonight, I think they don't get beat. But Joe Hart's pulled them out with a couple of saves, you know, when they needed them. But, um, but they did have a great chance, you know. Sterling had a fantastic opportunity to have, to have mm. tied the game up, and a draw would have been a great result. I don't think, I don't think City played badly. They've gone there, had lots of the ball, lots of possession. Um, it was it was an even game. There wasn't a great deal between the two teams, was it? No, you know, there wasn't. Of, no, you know, it was a, and, and they were very very close to but getting. But you've defended better than they in those crucial moments yeah. with, with that back three. Yeah. Think about City didn't really deal with the, the threat of Juventus But it's still, well. it's still wide open, you know. I mean, mm. Seville have got to win their last game now to try to make the UEFA Cup. So they're going to have a go against Juventus at home. City have got to win at home. You know, it can all change. They can still finish top. It's, it's obviously, you know, it's going to be more difficult now, but there's still, there's still a chance they could do it. But they've got to do something at the moment because that results against Liverpool wasn't good enough, just as they had a chance to really assert themselves in the Premier League. This isn't the result they wanted from this evening. And again, this is the period of the season where we will judge Manchester City. It's not about what they do in the first couple of weeks of the Premier League season or even in the opening mm. group game in the Champions League. It's about now, isn't it? It's about performing now. Well, I think they have the best group of players of probably any team in the Premier League, but yeah. it's more about finding how that all fits together. They have so many attacking players, and once Silva comes back in and De Bruyne's fit and Aguero, how do you piece all those players together? And when you play great teams... How do they fit in defensively as well? So I think going forward, it's great. But you saw today defensively, they were a little bit open. Navas didn't really support Sanya at times from that right-hand side. He was quiet offensively, at least provide that protection for Sanya. In midfield, they got a little bit overrun, even though they had, they had more numbers in there. So still trying to find the balance for Pellegrini, even though he played one up. They got a little bit overrun at times today. But I think when the little man comes back in, Silva, I think he makes such a difference to that yeah, team. He's, he is such a fantastic footballer. And how much does it bother you that Silva can come back and obviously they've got Sterling, they've got mm. De Bruyne, they had Navas out there this evening. But where they really lack and steal is, is someone up front. You know, if Sergio Aguero picks up another injury or if he, if he doesn't get himself fully fit and start firing again. With the players they've got, if they do go out, 
to one of the big teams and they do finish second in this group. Is there, is there any excuses at all? No, I don't, I don't. I think that, as I say, if I was Pellegrini, I, I wouldn't. The only draws you don't want for me is Barcelona and Bayern Munich. I think anybody else, I think they'll bring them on. Let's play them. They can beat anybody. They'll have players coming back, players fit. So I don't see them going. I think they've got a great chance still to have a good run in a competition, even if they finish second, as long as they miss them two teams, because mm. they are on a different level. They are, yeah. And hopefully Joe Hart's not injured. For, you know, he, he obviously has gone off in this game. They can't afford to lose Joe Hart, especially with Vincent Kompany out injured in the back four. Mm. The issues that they have, Joe is so important to that team. Well, let's talk about Juve. There was a lovely touch actually tonight from Paul Pogba, who had the French tricolor on his boots. You can see that. Um, how far can they go in this competition? They, they, as, we've, as we mentioned, the build-up, they seem to be finding their feet now this season. They after, do. You know, 10 players coming in over the summer. Well, Pogba put on the show tonight, by far the best player on the pitch, dropping in deep, playing that Pirlo role. He was the one player that kind of overran this City mm. team. Even though they're outnumbered in midfield, Pogba just made such a difference. He's on the half turn there. He was always on the half turn, making the difference. And Sanjo in that first half was terrific. These two really caused City massive problems, getting away from F Fernando there. Pogba was head and shoulders best player on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, what, what a talent. I was saying, you know, he's, he started at Man United. I mean, what, a, what they, how they could do with him now. I mean, what a player he is. But, you know, I, I would see if they draw, Bar you know, not going to draw Barcelona if they finish top. But when they do come against, against a team like Barcelona or Bayern Munich, I think they'll, they'll, be, uh, they'll get well beat. Yeah. Juventus. Um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, um, going back to his hometown club where he started and it all got a bit emotional and I think the goalkeeper, Willan, perhaps decided to, to let one in. <laughs> yeah, I think it was inevitable he was going to find a back of the net. This guy, he's, he's been a class act all his career. He's a fantastic footballer um, and coming off there, getting a standing ovation in his hometown, you could tell how much it meant to him. I think over social media, he's been... He's been playing this game up and looking forward to this game. So it was a fitting moment for him. Yeah, a huge star. It's, I mean, in Sweden as well, totally appreciated, clearly. Yeah, he's, uh, what he's done for the national team as well. It's been, he's had a great career, won trophies everywhere he's been. Um, you know, he's idolised in, in Sweden especially. Yeah, he got a couple of goals there, didn't he? He got them there as well, Harry. Yeah. Ever tried signing him anywhere? Or? No, I don't... Um, could ever you know ever afforded him really you know <laughs> but uh, he is an outstanding player and I think they're a team that you know they could make the semis or something I would think again they'll be you know there or thereabouts but I, I, I wouldn't quite see him winning it not, not beyond that um, one man who you know has competed has won this competition Cristiano Ronaldo two more goals two more assists his phenomenal records just keep continuing I mean this is the thing at the weekend him and his team got destroyed by Barcelona um, but, but top players, um, they, they managed to, to dust themselves down and come back and at any level to, but in but the Champions League. But help from Gareth Bale this yeah, evening, I mean, both it was, goals. It was great to see him celebrate. And I think after this goal here, they, they have a little cuddle, a little, little <laughs> smooch after this. He says thank you. <laughs> but it, it's great to see you come back after a game like that being dismantled and yeah. rejuvenate it's, it. It's, it's nice to see that, isn't it, with Ga uh, Ronaldo and Bale? Because there, there's been one or two instances where you know, it's not looked like there's been too much affection between them. I, I think that's Ronaldo basically saying, listen, you keep knocking him on a plate for me and I'll <laughs> yeah. give all the love in the world. All the loving and kissing he wants. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they did look like there was a bit of friction between them but yeah. not tonight obviously you know we, we, we've got a, a, a Ronaldo uh, touch map and um, I think the most of the touches that count for Ronaldo are the ones that end up in the back of the net Harry yeah there's just you know the boys have played with him they know him much you know better than I do but he's a, been amazing what a talent yeah. you know got everything hasn't he really
fantastic. Year after year, he weighs in with all them goals. and he, you know. The numbers that they're, they're putting together, Messi and, and Ronaldo, defy belief in many ways, don't they? The goal-scoring statistics. It's scary. They took it to a whole new level, haven't they? Yeah. I suppose it's, you know, who can compete with what they've done. And You know what? As a United fan watching their highlights there tonight, you see Ronaldo score two, Di Maria score two, exactly what United missed. Mm. Phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it beforehand. Michael Owen says his record, because strikers keep note of these type of things, that his record was around um, one in two, one in two just over one in two. two yes. If these guys were doing just over one in two, we'd say they're having a, just a, a poor season. So the, this guys have just took it purely beyond anyone else in the game. And you look at Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, Ibrahimovic, who we were talking about there, Suarez, they're not even anywhere near these guys. Do you know the problem with that? It's, it's to use a phrase that Harry used a, a little while ago. It makes us other strikers feel bang average. <laughs> bang average. <laughs> That's the truth of it. It's quite depressing, actually, when you look at the numbers that they're doing nowadays. But wonderful that we're in a, an era where we can lo- watch these kind of footballers. Yeah, I mean, some of the football that, say, Real Madrid, Bale, Ronaldo, Barcelona, the, you know, the, mm. the talent they've got is just incredible. And it's, 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 a, it's great watching these, these lads at the moment. There's some fantastic players around. On Tuesday, Chelsea saw off Maccabi Tel Aviv in Israel, whilst Arsenal kept their last 16 hopes alive with a big win over Dinamo Zagreb at the Emirates. Here's more of the best bits with Stephen Gerrard, Ian Wright, Steve McManaman and Glenn Hoddle. Giroud on his way into the penalty area. Yeah, it was a good night because we did the job and uh, because we played at a high pace and uh, Bayern did the job as well. So we wanted to come out of a game tonight and be in it and have a chance. We got it and uh, now it's down to how well we will do at Olympiacos. But a good night for Arsenal, Ria. Yeah, fantastic. They need need this win. They confidence now will start to grow. Um, they've put themselves in a position where now they need to go out there and really put on an unbelievable performance away in Olympiacos, which will be difficult. But this is a great platform. The two big players who you need to perform at this level, Özil and Sanchez, performed today and got the goals and were magnificent for them tonight. This always looked on paper as the most um, easy of the two remaining fixtures, <laughs> Stephen. But you've got to do it. Yeah, of course, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Arsenal tonight and, you know, they needed the perfect performance and they delivered, but it's certainly going to be a lot tougher in a couple of weeks' time, but they've got a couple of weeks to try and get some bodies back to try and strengthen the 11 and the subs bench. I suppose in many ways, Ian, it, it, it sort of exacerbates the fact that they didn't get a point out of those first two matches and have got themselves in this kind of position. Yeah, and, and I think that the, the manager, he's already said that he made mistakes and he has, and... I'm just pleased that the guys, coming off of the disappointing result against West Brom the other day, they've got a couple of winnable games, then they've got Olympiacos again. They can build confidence in the team, and then you just see where it goes from there. I think going to Olympiacos, having to win by a few goals, Arsenal definitely need to know what they've got to do, and I think they're at their best when they're doing that. All of a sudden, there's a bit of confidence about the Arsenal players, Ian. Yeah, and so there should be when you, when you, uh, when you beat a team of that calibre, to be honest. They, they beat them pretty easy. Um, it is frustrating when you think back how how easy it could be now. Arsenal could most probably be through to it now, but they don't make it easy. You know what I mean? They've caused themselves a problem with the two losses, but Bayern was a good result. Um, I think the, the real Bayern turned up <laughs> in Munich, and then today they should be winning this game, and I feel that 
It's going to be a tough one in Olympiacos, but I feel with Arsenal not having so much pressure on them, but having to go and win the game, I think that could work in their favour. Stephen, what impressed you most about Arsenal's performance this evening? Well, I think the start of the game, they come out the blocks, uh, all guns blazing. You know, they didn't give Zagreb a chance tonight. They pressed all over the pitch. They had quality in the final third. Um, but there's no doubt about it. In, in a couple of weeks' time, they have to defend perfectly because if they concede the first goal, it's going to be a big mountain to climb. Do you think they can do it, Rio? It's, it's, a, it's a big ask. Yeah, I mean, like we said before the game, you've got the, the likes of Sanchez and Ozil. They're world-class players. If they're on form and they get good ball in, in the right areas of the pitch, they can hurt teams. Ozil sets up, creates chances left, right and centre for others. Giroud needs to start, start firing and, and getting goals. But the opportunities come in their way. They create chances and they've just got to put the ball in the back of the net. But again, the platform's got to be set from having a good system, a good team, a good solid foundation for the others to go and perform. But going to Olympiacos, no matter how good or bad you say, going away in Europe, you know what it's like. It's a difficult thing to do. And under that pressure, with them fans over, they'll be difficult. I suppose the way it makes it more difficult, Rio, doesn't it? When you go there and you can't really play counter-attacking football because Olympiacos could perhaps do that because they know a draw will do them. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Olympiacos, their game plan will be to kind of contain Arsenal and then hit them on the break. And I think Arsenal's weakness is, is being hit on the break. They can be hit and they're quite open like that, which we saw in the earlier games in the, in the group stages. But I don't know, Arsenal... The thing with Arsenal, they always keep you, keep you guessing and keep right. His, his, his heart rates up and down like well, he's like that anyway. Yeah, they keep you in your seat and, and keep you thinking there's going to be more to come from them, and hopefully this will be one of them occasions. In one way, one thing that's taken out of the equation, there's not a, it, there's not a scenario where they might or might not be in the Europa League. Should they, should they not make it, they will definitely be in the Europa League at least. I don't know whether that's a good thing or not. Well, I think Arsenal will be desperate to stay in this competition. I think they're going to give everything in their performance. Um, I'm not sure that 11 and that squad is, is capable of going there and getting the result they need. I think they need some bodies back, certainly to strengthen the bench, because it could be one of them games that goes right to the wire. Mm. Ian? I, I don't know, like you're just throwing in the Europa League. I ain't got a problem with Arsenal going into the <laughs> Europa League if they go into it, but you can see that they're down to the bare bones now. In, in, in this competition, so if they're going to be down to the bare bones, I'd rather them being the bare bones in the Champions League. Yeah, in many ways, what they needed tonight happened. The, the best two players that stepped up to the plate, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, these two, again, they, 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 could, they could get in most teams. I think last season, Sanchez, we, he came to this league and set it alight. Um, Hazard was probably one of the only, the only player better than him last season in, in most respects. But these two, they play in tandem together. They're on the same wavelength. and, and, and once they're playing well and on, on, on fire, they're a hard pair to stop. Yep. And today, the difference with Ozil, he's getting in the box, he scores there, but the difference with him, what people kind of argue and shout and scream about with him is that he doesn't show that desire to get in the box and, and make a difference in the other team's box by scoring goals. Yep, he sets up many chances, but you want more than that. If you're going to be a world-class player, you can't just be an assist man. You've got to be able to do both. And uh, today, he showed elements there that you know he can do and you know he can produce that. Mm. Do you think sometimes there's a, a little bit of nonchalance about his, his players, or Stephen, that perhaps gives the impression that he doesn't care that much? And I think that's just his style. I think, you know, if it's going well and he's setting goals up and, you know, creating goals, you love him, you love watching him, he looks special. But, you know, if you come off the back of a few defeats, he has that, you know, he's very casual in the way he plays, he's quite relaxed and, and makes it look easy at times, but that goes against him when things are not going well. I think it's a bit unfair as well to ask the fan. When it's, you know, you get a game like look, the game against West Brom the other day and I think he lost the ball in the, and the groans and the moans about people when 
you know, when you consider what he's setting up and then every now and then he might lose a ball and he might not get back, they... Well, he was all over the place today. I think that's him taking responsibility and, and identifying that this is a game where he needs to step up and play. And it looks like he had the bit between his teeth today. And look, you see him all over the park today getting the ball. You wouldn't be able to tell what position he was playing. Yeah. He's just going, he's going and finding the ball and trying to make things happen. And as I said, the touch, the one's important for me is that he's getting in the box. In the box. You need that threat. You need that extra body sometimes to get in the box to cause problems. And he was being that guy. It's interesting what Arsene Wenger said about he really wanted it to be high passing, high tempo, real speed to the game. And he got it. Yeah, that's the Arsenal we wanted to see. That's what we were expecting. Teams come out high tempo. They, uh, they had a purpose about the way they played and the intensity. When they lost the ball, they all knew what to do. They all sprung uh, to win the ball early. And one of the goals they got was from that when Monreal cut it back for Sanchez. But that's the Arsenal team that you want to see. But you want to see that on a consistent basis. And you also want to see it against stronger sides because Zagreb weren't the most difficult test they'll ever have. No, they weren't, but you've still got to do the job. you know, And you've still got to do it well. And I thought they were very good tonight. But... In a couple of weeks' time, over in Greece, they're in for a very intimidating atmosphere and they'll certainly need to perform a lot better than tonight. Well, I think when they do go across there, because they've left themselves such a, a task to have to, beat, to, to, to have to beat them because of the start, I think that, that that will suit Arsenal more than going into that game um, level pegging and everybody expecting Arsenal to beat them. I'd rather Sometimes it's good to have a target. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think that if they can get a couple of people back... Like I said, they've got a couple of games in the Premier League that I think that are winnable for them. If they can do that, go into the game with confidence, I think they'll beat Olympiacos. Going to Olympiacos is going to be a tough place to go, a real hard place. The fans are really up for it. They get behind their team. The intensity of the crowd there is going to be huge. They have to be able to perform. Got feeling? Will they do it? <laughs> obviously, <laughs> no, obviously you not. You can't breathe like that. You can't pause like that. <laughs> <laughs> ask me. You, don't know you should ask me. Ian, will problem. they do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Steve? I think they'll do it. I you do. Think, um, do I think if they get a few more quality players back. Yeah. But I think the key is going to be for Arsenal defensively. They need to defend perfect. Mm. Let's remember who won the group, Bayern Munich. Yeah. And um, it, it, a reminder of their form. In their last seven home games, they've scored 32 goals. It's, it's <laughs> phenomenal. We, we see them absolutely dismantle the Arsenal team that we're purring yeah. over today. And that shows you the difference in standard. And I think Douglas Costa has been a real fine this season. From he done well at his previous club, but here he's gone to another level. Here he's he's, he's fighting with like the likes of Muller and Robin for them wide areas, and he's he's been a standout performer this season. From could be Pep Guardiola's season. He's not won the Champions League with Bayern Munich yet. That's the one thing's missing for him. He won't. You know, yeah, he won't. Not having that, not Barcelona. Barcelona. But I've seen I Barcelona. Think, <laughs> I think they're certainly one of the favourites. Uh, they need to keep Lewandowski in form. You know, he's up there, one of the best in the world at the moment. Why do you say they won't win it so emphatically? Why do you? Did mean, you see? We, we we saw Barca on the other screen in this in this yeah. uh, studio. Don't give today. too much away. Yeah. Barca. <laughs> there are people that do watch yeah. this program without knowing the results. Don't like Barca. Just about beat Roma. Williams <laughs> 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 take is away from the line and then. Oh, red card for Ben Haim. One thrust of his boot and he's walking. William, gorgeous. It's what he does. Chelsea's specialist comes up with the goods again. Baba, pace on the cross, 3-0 Chelsea. Oscar scurrying in to put the result beyond all doubt. Super's up, it's in. 4-0 in stoppage time. Very important, and uh, especially with um, what happened in uh, in Porto, we really need to win this um, this match. Um, so important, and also important 
two victories uh, in, a, in a few days. Uh, I hope morale comes, uh, tranquility comes, confidence comes. So it was important. We, we, we were for a long time without two consecutive victories and uh, to do that is, is, is great. And in spite of everything is open for the last match, but in this moment we are, uh, we are uh, in a good position. It was an easy enough game today. I think we, yeah. we shouldn't draw away. We fancied Chelsea before the game. They should have won the game. The fact that it went down to 10 men, they won the game quite comfortably. I think, as, apart from John Terry, hopefully he's OK. Uh, yes. We don't know the severity of his ankle injury. But hopefully he's all right. And if it is, it's, it's been a wonderful day for them. The result went the other way uh, for them against Porto. You know, they've got Tottenham. They'll be home. They've got two days rest on, on a Tottenham side, depending on what team they put out in Carabag on Thursday. So it's a really good couple of days for them. Do you think things are improving? Or have we just seen them beat a yeah. weak Premier League side and a weak Champions League side? Well, I personally, I personally think they just beat in a week. You know, they are the champions of our country. Yeah. The fact that they beat Norwich at home, you shouldn't get carried away. And beating Maccabi, you shouldn't get carried away as well. But it's two wins. They've scored goals. People have chipped in. You know, they've got another victory under the belt and a good victory. They're now top of the group and need only a draw against Porto to actually win the group. I mean, that's an incredible turnaround in the space of, you know, one Champions League game. And we said they enjoy attacking down the left. We looked at a stat beforehand that showed 40% of their goals pretty much in the Champions League and the Premier League come down this side. And again tonight, that was the area of the pitch that where they dominated almost 40% again. Yeah, it's something that uh, it, them players, even Fabregas, the likes of Fabregas sort of drifts out there. Costa, as we said, Rackman here puts in a left-footer cross. If That's an absolute pearl of a ball. Mm. To get Oscar a header in the centre of the <laughs> penalty area, who's only small, you've got to put it on a sixpence. That is a top-quality cross. Something when Aspilicueta plays out there, they cannot have that. They can't get that dimension into their game with a left-footed cross. Even Hazard doesn't really go from that distance. Yeah. So that's an extra, that's a little bonus that Mourinho will look at and say, that's why I bought you. Mm. And that'll give him a lot of confidence. He had a cross earlier on, didn't he, in the team. Glenn, which, the, which he whipped in again and it was mm. saved by the goalie. A wonderful, wonderful save. But I'm with Glenn. That's a new dimension that they can add. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how positive he wants Rackman to, to get in the Premier League if he plays. Does he want him to keep bombing forward and overlapping, overlapping Hazard? Because it's certainly, it's certainly an outlet for them. I think, that, I think Costa's eyes will open up as well. Mm. Costa will say, now I can make some runs to that near post. I don't see him making them runs because I'm not sure he knows when the ball's going to be crossed, especially from that left-hand side. He looked a little bit immobile today, didn't he, Costa? He didn't want to get in the penalty area. He didn't want to get right in the in the penalty spot to the six-yard mm. box. You keep getting in there, you get close enough to them goals, you'll get your tap-ins as well. It doesn't look like he wants to really to get, get in, in there, that yeah. where it's going to hurt. I mean, it's been a fantastic last two games for him, uh, the weekend win and obviously then today. Um, and it's something to build on. Um, I think that they've, they've, they look like the old Chelsea today in terms of when it's not quite going, the ball's not going in the net and it's not flowing, they get a set piece and the big guys come to the fore. Cahill was very good in the box, reacted very well and, and gets them on their way and then Zuma at the end finishes the game off. Crisis over, Chelsea? I wouldn't say it's over, there's certainly signs they're coming out of it. Two clean sheets, two big wins, but they've got a tough test at the weekend going, going to Tottenham. And I suppose that'd be a bigger test, clearly. I think so and um, maybe, we, we, I feel with um, Cahill and, and Zuma both getting on the score sheet, maybe it might be them two might be playing. So. 
their confidence will be high. But you, you, can, you can't write off Chelsea as, as good as Tottenham are at the minute. Should be a cracking game live yeah. on BT Sport. Um, the pitch, Jose wasn't happy with it. Pro possibly resulted in an injury for John Terry. He's doing the, you know, he's doing the groundsman's work for him. But that's a nightmare. That's like pitches in our day writing. Yeah, but these, when... these youngsters have no idea what it's like <laughs> to play on pitches like when that. When a pitch is cutting up like that, that's real. That is real problems yeah. for your ankles and you know stay. And you can see with this. John Terry injury, you know what I mean? Looks like he's gone over on his ankle. Yeah, he? yeah, I think it's just given away a little bit for him, and you know what I mean? It's, it's unfortunate for him. I don't think that was actually the pitch this one. You see Ooh. his right foot there. I don't yeah. think it's the pitch. It just goes under the under the player a little I think bit. He actually done it twice. But I think um, a pitch like that just that's just nerve wracking for a player when you see a pitch like that. Yeah, two costly injuries. You mentioned Ramirez in training the night before as well, and there'll be two big losses at the weekend. Mm. Elsewhere. Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez and Neymar ran riot for holders Barcelona in a 6-1 win over Roma at the Camp Nou. Another great ball, Dani Alves squares it, Suarez touches it in. Neymar linking the play, Suarez on, Barcelona in, and a second goal, Lionel Messi. His header and Suarez, the purest of volleys. And Messi, and it's Gerard Piquet. And he walked the ball into the net. And there's Messi for his second, Barcelona's fifth. Neymar goes over, the referee says penalty. Neymar off the shortened run. Well, he didn't score, but Adriano has. And Dzeko, with just about the last act of the game, Edin Dzeko finally backs his goal. Well, we've just watched just the highlights there and we, we were drooling and we, you gave it away a little bit, but hopefully that actually made people want to stay and watch it because it was quite some display, wasn't it? No, I mean, you see some of the goals that they're scoring and, and, and it's the ability that these guys have got, but also added to that, that the happiness that they've got for setting people up, for setting each other up, putting chances on a plate. I mean, on any other team, Danny Alves takes that goal on the line and scores. I remember David Nugent doing that for England with Jermaine Defoe, the ball's on the line. Yeah, that's a Messi. Not to Messi, <laughs> he'll be playing for the next two weeks. <laughs> be gone. <laughs> be gone. But it's, 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 it's just an unbelievable team to watch. And like I said before, this team without Messi were destroying teams, destroyed Real Madrid at the weekend. And the confidence this team are getting from playing without Messi and knowing they can do it, and then him coming back in here, and it's just, it's just seeing what he's doing. It's like he's not been away. Well, he's, he's one of the very few players that will actually play a 1-2 with a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> that was combination play at the highest level. You know, this is a Roma team full of top, top players and they just blew them away. What's great about this Barcelona team is that they play slow in the middle of the park. Yeah. Slow, slow, slow. They lull you into a full sense of security and as soon as the ball gets in the final third, they up that tempo. Yeah. Neymar, Messi, Suarez, Iniesta, etc. Quick one-twos and you can't deal with it when you have to change pace like that. It's hard. I'm going to give you a little statistic, in. Mm -hmm. Since the start of last season, the dynamic trio have scored 161 goals between them. Wow. And we're only in November. That's unbelievable. That's some rate. And yeah, I think what you don't see as well when you see all that stuff, you see their great stuff and we've seen it on the edge of the box there in the last third, but the way they work to get the ball back to, to do that. So they're, they're working really hard and then they've got top quality when they're in the position to really hurt a team. Yeah. The three of them just combine so well and they're just enjoying each other's football, aren't they? As you... well, like, well, that's like, like Rio. Look at it, they're just having yeah. so much fun. Yeah. And it must be, can you imagine you, you go, you're, you're one of them three going to train, you're going to play. 
Can you imagine, imagine that coming out on the pitch and just saying, how, much, how many do you reckon we're going to get today, boys? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it seems like they're saying. How many Can I just say get? one thing? If you're as good as any of those three, why wouldn't you smile? <laughs> exactly. Why wouldn't you enjoy life? But you, you should just... have seen what they came in, what they were wearing. It was a disgrace. But <laughs> you, like that, you can wear what you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, absolutely yeah. a good yeah, point. I, I just feel that you get the impression that when they play, it is going to be at least three. So you're going to have to score four because yeah. them three will score one, at least one each. Can you, can you see anyone competing with them in this Champions League? I mean, we keep saying... Saying it, don't we? That no one's defended the Bayern Champions will compete League, with them, whether or not they'll beat them on that day. But yeah. I think they'll compete with them. Yeah, Steve, coming over from America, you've been there. You did, how long do you think you can play? How long would you like to go on for? I'd certainly like to play for another season, uh, and then I'll decide. But I'm, I'm probably going to call it a day after next season. Do you think you'll, you'll call it a day in America? There's no chance of you perhaps coming back, like we saw with Frank Lampard last season. You know, as a player, you never ever say never. Um, but at the moment, it's looking like I'm going to play another season in America and then call yeah. it a day. And unfortunately for you, lad, I'll be around an awful lot more for BT. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, fortunate. We've, we've, we've enjoyed your company. And, you. Um, and you settled over there? Family settled? It's... Yeah, it's good. As I say, it's a great, you know, great way of living out there. I'm enjoying um, being unrecognised, and <laughs> I'm still enjoying, you know, a, a competitive game of football on the weekend. So I'd like to have another year at it. Are you actually enjoying the football side of it as well, or is it a little bit of a come down? Well, it's, it's not Premier League level. I wouldn't describe it as a come down. I still enjoy my footy. I still enjoy training every day. Yeah, I still feel fit and healthy. So Results count as much? Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. I was gutted to come home as early as I have. Yeah. Um, you know, and I want to try and finish on a high next year, but I'd be a liar if I said I didn't miss the Premier League and I'm playing for Liverpool and England. I'm sure Rio and, and right to say the same. You, know, you want to try and stretch it for as long as you can. Just don't go on too long like I did, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back to Manchester United, the game that we, that, that we covered. It's a couple of headlines, and as you can imagine, they don't make great reading. Um, if we can uh, pop those up for us to have a look at. There you are, United on the brink, say the Daily Telegraph. Picture of uh, Rooney with his uh, head on his arm. Another picture of Rooney there, uh, United at risk of European exit. And that is the truth. They are at great risk. Yeah, I mean, a very frustrating evening tonight. I think it's a... We were all looking positive uh, towards Man United before the game started and they've just kind of took us a couple of steps back and into, into that lull that we was into a couple of weeks ago. And you just like to think they'd be able to pull their socks up, go over there and, and drag out a result which will kind of rejuvenate this, this part of the season. Yeah, we can see Group B there. There is the uh, table. Wolfsburg at top at the moment. Manchester United have got to go to Wolfsburg. Uh, likely to need a win because if PSV beat CSK Moscow at home, you'd expect them to do that. It's, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. And Harry said before, it's a weak group, really. Man United should be, should be winning that group. Um, they put themselves in a bad position with the, you know, a, a poor result away from home. They should have beat them away from home. They're, as Harry said, PSV are a, a poor team. And you know, if, when you don't don't win your home game, sometimes you, you get what you deserve. How many English teams do you think we'll have in the knockout stages, Harry? Well, Chelsea. Um, yeah. City are already there, obviously. Yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal have got a chance to Olympiacos, but they've got to win, you know. But mm. they're, they're nothing, you know. Again, there's a great opportunity. They're, they're a poor side, really. We yeah. saw them last night. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Man, well, Man City, obviously. Yeah, through. I think maybe maybe three of them will get through. Yeah. I don't. You know, I think Man United have got it all on to go to Wolfsburg. That would be a tough night. Thanks for listening to the Champions League podcast. We'll be back again next round for more of the best insight and analysis. See you then.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.